Help! I feel weak. It is Friday night and it is cold and I am too frail to go out. Shut up and drink this. It's Megan's Mega Can. On this week's news, the Akakakopolips, Conrad encounters a communist in Dresden, and why does Ai Weiwei hate us so much? It's Friday, and that means it's time for another roundup of what's been happening in German news with your favourite German news podcast, hopefully, Megan's Megacan. I'm Megan, and I'm here with the lovely Conrad Werner. Hello. Hello. And we're also here in association with Ex-Berliner magazine. It also has lots of news and stuff in English, which is good. It's German's hard. How are you today, Conrad? Great. Very cold outside. It's gone cold again. It was warm for a bit. Now it's cold again. And it guess is... who's heating still broken? <laughs> this guy. We should all move to the Antarctic. Did you see that? It's, it's, it's over 20 degrees at the Antarctic. It is. Yeah. It's literally warmer there than it is in Nikon. Not maybe something to celebrate, but yeah, just weird. Do you want me to tell a story about this week? Yes. I met a communist. He sold me a DVD and a book and a CD. He'd produced all these things himself. Brilliant. In Dresden, I met him. He had a, a, he had a bone Watch. to pick about the way the, uh, the bombings of Dresden are reported. And then he also sold me a CD of music, which is dedicated to the bombings of Dresden. What? <laughs> and I listened to it today. It's like, it's like kind of like electronic organ music. All about the first track is called right. Well, we're not going to do any more of this news crap. <laughs> we're just going to listen to that. Get it on. Let's give the people what they want. Kept telling me to read Das Kapital. It was, you know, you not read Das Kapital. No, have you? You see how big it is. It takes ages. I'm like basically communist. <laughs> All right. Uh, will we have some booze? Drinking time. Drinking time. Got two whiskey and cokes today. I thought we could do a taste test, but I'm quite sick, so you probably shouldn't share mine. I'm You're not really sick. sick. I'm just, I think this is now my state of being. So it's just <laughs> the new experience of being me. Uh, anyway, so you can choose whether you want to have the slightly fancier Johnny Walker and Cola, or you can have just classic Tennessee Sarmash whiskey from Mr. Jack Daniels. Uh, yeah, I would like the Johnny Walker, I think. That's good, because I quite feel like the classic. I think the JD and Coke is the classic mega, to be honest. It's the original. It's the OG, <laughs> as the kids would say. Is that what they say? That is what they say. Cheers. Yeah. Anyway. Mmm. Oh, lovely. That is delicious. Oh, I've been waiting all week for that. So, things continue in the world of German politics to use yeah. the official expression of political analysis kick the fuck off <laughs> things are moving at a breathless pace in german politics well breathless for german politics which hardly, is hardly. exciting but like there's not been a coup or anything has no. there no no not really not like a not exciting yet. whoa whoa <laughs> but hardly had we pressed stop on the last podcast when well, exactly. What happened on Monday morning? Annegret Kamp Karrenbauer resigned. She did. I texted She's you gone. and everything. Yeah, you were so excited. And well, um, I don't. I'm, yeah, it is all excited because yes, last week we were obviously talking about the crisis in Thuringia, which now that I know the English name for, I'm never saying Thuringen again because it's way more exciting to pretend I'm in 
in Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. And she was being criticized quite heavily. Am I right with how she handled that? Yes. So there was this RFD-backed candidate, not from the AFD, but from the FDP, who gets in to yeah. Turinga, who becomes the, the state premier. Everyone right. goes mental because they're like, who is this lad? He's backed by these Nazis. Yeah. No. And what was Camp... 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 Camp Karrenbauer doing about that? Why was she criticised? Well, she she was criticised because it it kind of exposed the weakness of her leadership. You might remember last week we said that this might put pressure on her leadership. I do remember that. Of the that. CDU. Because, you know, she's got to get a house in order. The one reason... Because it wasn't just yeah. the AFD that voted him in, was it? No, the CDU did too. Bad boys. Um, um, and... And it kind of said like they were gonna, they were like, oh, we have to stop the AFD. We can't cooperate with them, so we have to, we have to have a. a it was basically a, a question of who has the authority in the CDU. Does the federal party have the authority over the state parties? Mm-hmm. And can they tell them who to vote for and who they shouldn't vote for? Who should they should be in a coalition with? The CDU in Thuringia decided that, that we're going to do our own thing, defying the, the uh, federal party, the national party, led by RKK. Mm-hmm. And that really just exposed how weak she was, mainly yeah. because Merkel had to intervene. She had to put her foot down. That's always bad. It looks it's bad. It's like when you're a new teacher, and it's happened to me lots of times at the beginning of my career, when an older teacher had to come and stand at the doorway with their arms folded until the class stopped fucking battering each other. <laughs> like... Kind of grateful that they're ever also like, I'm not quite up for this just yet. So yes. I imagine that's what Akaka felt a bit like. Yeah, that was that is probably exactly how she felt. Mm. Like there was a certain amount of misogyny going on in the background, I think, because she No. Yeah. It's almost like what? Patriarchy is still around. Yeah, because the, the, all the other people in the CDU weren't backing her up very much. All the like people like Friedrich Merz, who I'm sure we'll get onto. Clearly, there was some kind of meeting over the last weekend where they had a big like, who's going to do what, and it sort of became obvious that they weren't supporting her and weren't on her side, and she felt that her position was untenable and uh, said like she decided yeah. on Monday morning. Lovely. And I think like no one can prove it, but a lot of people think that if she'd been a man, she'd probably still be in the position she, you know, in in that post. That's just the way the CDU works. <laughs> so <laughs> don't need to convince me of that. But yeah, because weren't we sort of didn't before any of this was sort of like announced that she was stepping down? Mertz was putting out some kind of like coded I'm ready to do my duty for my well he he gave up his job he's got quite a, a high powered job in finance in working Germany working for BlackRock yeah making loads of money with people's money yeah don't think it should be allowed <laughs> but no one asked me <laughs> so he does that and he's got like a you know obviously and, and then he yeah so he resigned from that and then he said I'm, I will be more engaged in the future of my country now well, and, you know I'm free day and, and now 
AKK is still in office until she said she's going to resign when they choose a new leader. Uh, and when so is that likely to be? Sometime this year. They're going to have they're going to have to have a leadership it's process. Lightning now. fast <laughs> pace of German <laughs> politics here. Yeah, that is it because we we will be heading into general election territory not in a million years time. No, the next general election is next September. So it September, has to be called by then. September twenty twenty one. Well, it is will be then. There was no you can't you can't move them. You can't. No, it's not like in the UK. Okay. Oh, so it's Okay. Cool. That's another way in which UK democracy is a bit weird. What do you mean decide. it's going brilliantly? <laughs> UK democracy. Yeah, like that, that just wouldn't happen in Germany. You can't, you, the government can't just decide when there's going to be an election like that. Um, Merz has already said that he's, was inter- he's, would be interested in taking over. He's going to have another crack at it, is he? Yeah, Grand. and that leaves then, obviously, other candidates are being spoken of, but I haven't formally said they were were interested but there's obviously Jens Spahn will be talked about and um, Armin Laschet of that that person I don't know he's he's the state premier of North Rhine-Westphalia he's getting on a bit but then he's kind of that is kind of the good a good age to be a CDU leader you know they don't like him too young yeah because Jens Jens Spahn is quite young isn't he he's like in his 40s yeah he's in his early 40s yeah Maybe, uh, yeah. So, so, and he's probably going to bide his time anyway. Now, yeah. Because he's doing quite well as health minister, just all things considered. Like he's getting in the news a lot. That means what I mean. He is by, getting in the news a lot, which doesn't often happen with health. No. Um, but so, yes. So he's probably going to bide his time. The other candidates are there's, there's Daniel Gunther. Mm-hmm. In he's often talked about. He's the state premier of Schleswig-Holstein. And he's doing quite well. People like him. He's mm-hmm. a bit of a moderate. He's a bit. Um, he's quite young, and people like him. But also, in his case, it's not in his interest to risk doing. A, this is what this is what the analysts say who I spoke to this week. Oh, they like, well, it's not in his interest. But um, yeah, the problem for the CDU is generally is how do they keep the party together? Because uh, on the one side, you've got the Greens doing really well in mm-hmm. the big cities in the big cities the, the greens are doing very well yeah and on the other side you've got the afd doing really well in the rural regions yeah i mean yes that's shown really clearly i mean obviously where we are in berlin and yeah. then brandenburg around it and yeah the greens are like the new centrists of german politics and that's where the cdu likes to be yeah and <clears> the <throat> afd like the obviously the right wing and the cdu quite like being there too they like being the conservative bit. So they're getting really squeezed now. And yeah. whichever leader they have will have to solve that problem one way or another. You know, they will have to like um, find their own way of negotiating that. Climate change Nazi warrior. <laughs> it's not going to work, is it? No. It's a nightmare. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And, and also, it's, we're, we're entering a time of instability. And there will be almost certainly be a three-way coalition after the next election. Crikey. And that has never happened before, or not often, I can't remember. I don't think it's ever happened before. But it's going to be quite, it's going to be more complicated to keep coalitions together in general yeah. in the future. Well. That's, that's what, yeah. It, it, it's exciting. <laughs> but also maybe a little bit scary. I'm not sure. Um, 
also on a personal note, I'm quite frustrated. I'm frustrated because it's a woman and she, of all the people, like I'm not a fan of the CDU or of Akaka at all, actually, remotely. But when we're... Like, I don't like this kind of hint at misogyny, obviously. That's not good. feel like maybe she wasn't given a fair crack at it. I have no idea. But mainly, no. mainly, mainly I'm annoyed because I spent three weeks learning that woman's full name. <laughs> and for what? <laughs> I'm not going to be talking about her after the next few months. No. Anna Great Camp Karenbauer. She's going to stay on as defence minister. We could try and... Is she? Yeah. Okay. For now. For now? Well, until until the next election, probably. We don't talk about the defence minister nearly enough. Well, I can try and bring it up and then you can practice saying her name more. Just slip it into everyday <laughs> conversation with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Write a book about her. Her brief spell. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. That's what's happened. Good. What else has happened? What else have you been up roving, reportering? With well, your I, I little was, um, microphone. Do you have a microphone? No. I have a recording device which no. has a microphone in it. Right. Good. <laughs> I mean, how do you imagine? What do you? How do you imagine the? I imagine the... you essentially as um, April from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like when I'm not here right. recording a podcast or. Seeing you in social situations, you're in a sort of a, a, a khaki jumpsuit, <laughs> running around, shoving microphones in people's faces and being kind of feisty. Yeah, that's fairly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> sort of investigating like mutant reptiles in the in the sewers right you got some of those stories for me Go well on. i went to dresden brilliant Does that count? home of the mutant turtles <laughs> <laughs> yeah dresden's I, whenever i get sent somewhere it's often to some somewhere in eastern germany you might have noticed yeah i never get sent anywhere in the west it's always somewhere like dresden or Hi. Erfurt or um you know leipzig anyway so dresden 13th february was a significant date in dresden because of that was when they were bombed by the Royal Air Force quite badly. Yes. Like it was a really, a really massive bombing mm-hmm. campaign. It lasted for three days. Um, about 25,000 people were killed. And it was um, a lot. It was like the, it has become a politically charged event, especially in Dresden, which, as you know, was the home of Pegida and is often thought of as a far-right stronghold now. Yes. So... 25,000, that's... But when it happened, the Nazis claimed, the Nazi regime claimed that it was 250,000 people, 10 times as many, and sometimes they even said 300,000, and that figure was used for a long time after the war by the the neo-Nazis. And it was only debunked properly in 2010 when the city of Dresden made a, like a, did a, a historical commission report into it. But up until then, there was like loads of ideologically charged debates about exactly how many people were killed, because there was all these stories about like um, mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, POWs and, uh-huh. uh, and, and refugees from the East who had been fleeing the Red Army being in the city at the time that weren't counted, all this other stuff. Okay. Also, like, uh, because so many people burnt to death and so many bodies were lost oh that God. they couldn't... Um, so, yeah, so it was... Uh, there was a, like a lot of stuff about the the actual figures were really complicated, but anyway, they settled on twenty five thousand uh, in two thousand and ten. Mm-hmm. But that has not stopped the far right using the event uh, every year as a kind of no. Nothing appears to stop them, unfortunately. No, and they've uh, you know as a, as a kind of a symbol of how uh, the Allies rewrote history after the war and all this other stuff. Anyway, anyway. For a long time, it was like a, the neo Nazis did it, and then the AFD did a did a demo on the thirteenth, and then the neo Nazis have their own demo coming on Saturday, so tomorrow, uh, for this event, and to counter that, the city has in the last ten years has organised what it called like a, a human chain, like a, a chain where they go stand it around the main square with candles and everything. So I went to see that. On, uh, which was on Wednesday, which was like the official, um, mm-hmm. and I watched like the um, president was there, Steinmeier. He did a he did a speech. I always forget who that is. <laughs> You've stood outside his house, mate, going Germany has a president. What? Yeah, he's got white hair. You can see he's quite good to see from a distance because he's got very white hair. I didn't see him when I was at his house. Oh. I was just like running through Tear Garden. But yeah, I don't think he actually lives there. I think that's just his. That's just the yeah, more lies, lies to the people. I think they have like a house out in the country for the president, but okay. that's where he has to um, uh, receive people. Anyway, okay. it doesn't matter. Anyway, Prince Edward was there as well. <laughs> the the non disgraced one. <laughs> <laughs> the one member of the British royal he's, family who is not um, he's connected to any kind of scandal. Currently, yes. God love him. He must be exhausted. Well, he is pretty old. He's eighty-four. I think it's a different. There's, there's a, there are various Edwards, but this is the old one. Which? Who's that? He's Prince Edward, think... Duke of Kent, the second Duke of Kent. Is he married He's... to the Michael, Duchess Michael of Kent? Oh, hang on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> work this out. Anyway, so I Prince think... Edward is there, but not the Prince Edward, the Queen's son. No. He's definitely not the Queen's son because he's only like like seven years younger than her. That would be difficult, even yeah. for the Queen. He, anyway, uh, so he's there, grand, good. Yeah. And what was the atmosphere like? Um, you know, like warily wary. Yeah. Difficult. There okay. was um I, I spoke to a couple of the survivors. Who were there? They were, you know, they who were like kids when yeah. it all happened. Um, Seventy-five years is that's crazy. Yeah, I mean they're, they 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 are they are on the telly quite a lot, and it is a big event in Germany. Mm. It's a, it is a certainly like a thing that people are very aware of. And um, Steinmeier's speech was very careful the way it was worded. Mm. You know, it was like um, it was all about the, the we. we we must acknowledge German guilt in this, and we and he was sort of said that the people who were killed by these bombs were, uh, you know, they were they were soldiers as well as as well as uh, prisoners of war from other countries. 
there were yeah. um you know concentration camp uh, prisoners were killed in the bombings i mean he said he said like it was a thing like that and he also mentioned how the anyone who tries to relativize the allies guilt because there is a, like a debate in britain about whether or not it was militarily necessary and he said that you know like whether or not it should have happened and whether or not it should be classified as a war crime and he said that that is a legitimate debate to have mm -hmm. but at the same time uh, it can only we can only have that debate if, if it's only in the context of not trying to uh you know like uh, make it equivalent with you know german like with the holocaust or something it, like that exactly you know? so it's like, yeah. it like it's he was and like it absolutely careful. is something that should be i mean it's a horrifying act to to bomb a city a city for three days straight and cause that amount to like it no, yeah no, that should never you know and it, and was it doesn't I mean, you yeah. know Okay. And it was definitely like an attack on the civilian population. Like there were some, there were some like railway lines around, but they could have, they could have targeted them more specifically. This was an attack on the center of the city and they attacked in two waves so that um, the people trying to put out the fires from the first wave would, would be prevented from putting out the fires with the second wave. Like it was like a definite attack on a, to try and kill as many people as possible in a city. That is, that is without a doubt, but I just, yeah, I, but that is, you know, oh. but then that's, that is how the Second <sighs> World War worked out, generally. That's how it happened in many places. Yeah, that's just war. I don't know why it always shocks me, the levels yeah. of depravity to which... No, and, and I think that it was... And he brought that up in this... Shran and I brought that up in the speech. He was like, oh, this is the same as Coventry and Liverpool and uh, and Hiroshima and, you know, like... And then I spoke to the AFD outside, the AFD guy were doing a, a thing and they were like, right. uh, uh, this is the reason why we, I said, I said, so why do you think you have to have your own protest here when there's an official protest, which is also just mourning the victims, you know, like they had a picture outside of all the dead bodies. And, and they said, well, we want to make this about Dresden and not just about the um you know like all the war victims this is our this is a, a ceremony for the people of dresden so he was like it's got to be very specific about that you know okay so it was fraught it was a fraught atmosphere it sounds fraught <laughs> which is sad because and i also spoke to this communist outside yeah and what was, was his of... <laughs> what's his take on it well, he was really hung up about when you read the news stories about the bombings, it always says the Allied bombings. And he's pissed off about that because the Soviet Union was also an ally and yeah. they never bombed Dresden. Oh, right. Okay. And he's like, and that's. Thinks his, they're being unfairly. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's the. He was like, he was grew up in East Germany and that's what the East Germans always like were told was that the Soviet Union was were our liberators, you know. And, right, yeah. And he was really hung mm -hmm. up about... Um, Speak to the women of Berlin in 1945. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so. Okay, but an interesting take, and we thank him for... Yeah, he was like, his, it was like sure. a terror, a terrorist attack. Right. Um, okay. So that was that. That was Dresden. I like Dresden. It's nice. Maybe we should go more and then they'd be... I feel like they've had some bad... <laughs> I've had a great time. 
Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Berlin news time. Berlin news time. Thank goodness. What's, what's well, happening only, in Berlin? Nothing much is happening in Berlin, except about a way way has had a massive go at us. Right. Berliners. He said, Berlin is the most ugly and boring city that exists. Wow. He said this in an interview with the Berliner Zeitung. Mm-hmm. Quite provocatively. Yes. Famous Chinese artist. Yeah. Who How is long? exiled. He's been living here for quite a long time, no? A few years. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly. He's been here for a few years. Yeah. He exiled from China. They don't mm-hmm. like him there. Right. Uh, and now he's moved to London. Mainly because... <laughs> mainly, he says in his art, in this interview, he said because he wants his um, uh, children to be brought up in a, a uh, in this school. He wants to... And I think he likes the London school better. Anyway, that's the main thing. Interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and he, right. and he had like... What is massive... his main... Like, what what do you think he's so angry about? What's, what's, what's well, his beef? Well, he has this sort of general thing about how Berliners are very rude. German people are, are very rude. Yes. yes. And which is, you know, you can take one way or you can take another way. You can say like, yeah, that is fair enough. In other ways, you might say, um, well, it depends who you meet. <laughs> or maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't yeah. depend who you meet. I, mean, I, I, I do think that it is... It depends, like, how much you're willing to engage with Berliners, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It did used to drive... Because I lived here before and then moved away and then moved back. And it used to really drive me crazy when I was first here. And then, since I moved back, I'm just like, I love Berlin so much. I'm so happy to be here. Having actually, ironically... And I'll be interested to see how Oewe gets on. Maybe he'll post about it or something. Because I lived in London in the interim. And then I was like, please, let me get back to Berlin. Hmm. I just kind of accept it as part of its beautiful thing. But it is it is staggering sometimes what people will say to your face that would just not happen in Ireland. Like you would be thought of as hmm. like a social pariah if you kind of came out with stuff like that, even if you were thinking it. Hmm. And do you think that's specifically Berlin or Germany generally? I, I I am not qualified to comment, but I think Berlin is perhaps relatively unique in that. So German, it's, it's, it's a very direct kind of thing, which I really appreciate. But Berlin does, of course, have this kind of pride in its Berliner Schnauzer, like this very Berlin attitude, a bit like New York, I guess. Yeah. But it's a different quality, I think, to... to but I, I I quite like it in a funny way. Hmm. Like I called up yesterday to complain about there being no heating still in my flat. And it was just, it was just, it was literally just me laughing along with the man because he was just like laughing in my face, everything I said. And then being me being like, and that's the other lovely thing. I can be really direct back. Right. Yeah, you don't have to be worried about being rude. Because everyone's just like, oh, this is, you know. Yeah. I was like, there's a puddle you can just on my bathroom it. floor now. And I'm worried that it's going to freeze over because my heating's been broken for a week. And anywhere else you're going to get like a, oh, I'm terribly sorry about that, madam. Like, let me see what you do. And they're going to do F all, which is 
what my husband Valtong, to be clear, are basically doing now. But at least he's just like, freeze over. There's no frost on the ground. We had seven degrees today almost in some parts of the city. I'm like, right. And then it's like, I got into this whole thing like, my birthday soon and I don't know if I can like invite people into my home and Germans really take birthdays seriously which is another thing that I love like they're so serious and rude and then you get an email from your like insurance provider on your birthday with like a little cake picture brilliant and he was like right well I'll maybe call the plumber and tell him about your birthday and see if that he can That'll you know, it. gather up some empathy I was like it's not about empathy <laughs> my flat I'm renting a house with heating and it's not working but i can sort of see why you would think that but i think that once you leave berlin maybe he will be he will miss it it's directness well maybe we don't really know but what we do know is that what he is (laughs) pissed off about so that was his sort of general thing about berlin he also didn't like um this might interest you because he was teaching at the UDK, the mm-hmm. Universität der Künste, um, art students. And he said they are all lazy and they don't do any work. And I can't be bothered to teach them because it's so, so annoying. Yeah, that's teaching. Yeah, well. I love this thing when people get in. Like, yes, it is frustrating. But. But do you find German students more lazy no. than other nationalities? Young people are lazy and education is wasted on them. We've been saying this for generations. And then people go in and they think that it's going to be all like, my captain, my captain. <laughs> and they're like, they don't do any work. I'm like, duh, they're teenagers. Hmm. And a lot of them do. You have to coax them into doing work. Yeah. And the other thing, that, but what I think was actually the most interesting part of his accusation was that he said he can't get any of his he's made all these films and he can't get them into the Berlinale Mm. and he thinks it's because the German political system protects the Volkswagen and therefore Audi who sponsors the Berlinale Mm. and he's made, made all these films about like you know Chinese factories and stuff and he can't get them into the Berlinale and he's like um and he reckons that the whole of the that shows how hypocritical the whole German political system is. Oh, well. Because they kind of pretend they're into human rights and like criticizing like different different regimes, but when it comes down to protecting the businesses, they love their car businesses, don't they? Yeah. They will go to And China needs a lot of cars. So well, I He's probably like, maybe mm. agree with him on that point. So he thinks that's all. He thinks the Germans are just really hypocritical because of that, especially German politicians, and well, that way, and also the German yeah, media. Yeah. He says the German media doesn't do anything about like criticizing this. Mm. And he also says that he no one ever came to interview him. He could have come on our podcast. <laughs> He said that no German uh, journalists were interested in talking to him. And he had, like, people visiting from all over the world and never any German journalists came. So that's my fault. He could have been sitting right here. There, there's a space for him. Yeah. People saw him hanging around in his Keats in Prenzlauer Berg. Yeah. Yeah. My friend seemed to him quite often. 
He seemed to. He seemed like he seemed. Anyway, he's like he seemed genuinely bitter about the whole experience. He does sound very bitter. He sounds like me in 2011, <laughs> and we'll watch this space because so me me in 2015 was like coming back here for a month in the summer, going to the David Bowie exhibition, and then crying for an entire year while yeah. I waited to come back. Yeah. But. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll, we'll see. see. We've kept the door open for you, mate. Don't worry. And <laughs> you can, can come and be interviewed by us. Yeah, you can be on the telly. Great. So that's that. That's, that's that. The, that's the news. That's the news. Week. That's good. Is it? It was fairly I'm a bit drunk good. now. How's your mega can? Lovely. Nearly finished it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I've probably been talking quite a lot of crap. Okay. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <gasps> it is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I mean, um, they won't probably won't listen to it until tomorrow. That'll be over. You can... Happy Valentine's weekend. Valentine's weekend. Yeah. Be, be weekend. Have a lovely one, everybody. Make good choices. Indeed. <laughs> Say that a lot. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>